Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 18 of Just Slap Podcast, the pound for pound number one tennis podcast in the game. All right, Alex, another week up, another year up, another movie out. We got a lot of things to talk about. A lot of things. I mean, first of all, I love to see tennis in the spotlight like it is right now. It's It's gone mainstream. I know. King Richard, everyone's like, oh, what, you know, everyone's kind of, it's, I love it. It's Tennis club memberships are <laughs> like through the roof. Skyrocketing. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about, I mean, like you said, the end of the year. Yeah. ATP finals, WTA finals. Um, honestly, not that surprised with the results, to be completely honest. Um, let's talk about the ATP finals first. Uh, what did you think? Zverev won. Zverev Medvedev final. Um, Djokovic, you know, decent performances. Um, a lot of injuries, a lot of pullouts. A lot of injuries. We had, so who was it? Berrettini pulled out. Right, mm-hmm. that was the first one. Tsitsipas mm-hmm. pulled out, mm-hmm. and then uh, Hurkacz was also about to pull out. Almost, yeah. And then you, they actually flew Karatsev over to just in case. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, which is kind of crazy because that's like, I mean, imagine having three players out of the. Fr- <laughs> that's that's kind of wild. Yeah, I I mean I don't I'm just trying to think I don't can't remember the last time that that happened that like three basically like. Close Almost to half, half yeah. of the draw is, you know, injured and, yeah. and uh, they got to have some people sit out. But, yeah, I mean, I, listen, I thought it's become now, you know, you know, these guys are very dominant. You know, you start to expect their performances. And, I mean, Zverev kind of beating Djokovic in the semis was um, surprising. But, he's you know, he's had a hell of a year this year. So, you know, and he's shown that he could win in those big pressure moments. So I didn't think that that was too surprising. Um, and, and then coming through uh, against Medvedev in the mm. final, just put the icing on the cake there. Um, which, which is also impressive because he lost to him in the group stage. Yeah. They had a three-set battle. I mean, yeah. battled it out. Um and then kind of just made, you know, just clean work in the final. Just, I think it was 6-4, six, 6-4. Four, six, four. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, simple. But it was also it was interesting. I was, I, I was honestly pretty surprised that Zverev... Um, I mean, I wasn't surprised, but I was impressed, I guess, uh, that Zverev was able to pull through against Djokovic. Wasn't surprised simply because I feel like the younger guys do better in best of three Mm. kind of in the two out of three sets against the big, I mean, against someone like Novak. Mm -hmm. So I like going into it, we knew that like, okay, this is going to be really tough for Novak because there's just fewer sets to work with. Um, But I was surprised because Novak was, I I feel like Novak had a really tough season, right? Kind of almost won the the calendar grand slam Mm -hmm. was right there. Um, then kind of crashes at the end of the U.S. Open. Physically is not there. Mentally is not yep. there. You see him kind of uh, just not be himself, really, mm-hmm. um, at the end of it. Then completely falls off the face of the earth for a couple of weeks. Don't hear anything from him. You know, I'm sure rests. I'm sure recovers. Goes. Wins Paris. Huge. Big win for Novak. Beats Medvedev right in the final. Um, and then... He seemed fresh, you know. He seemed like super fresh, and and I thought that like a fresh Novak is is 
you know, tough to beat. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, Zverev was saying in the towards the beginning of the finals, he was like, you know, I'm I'm feeling the effects of the of the of the full season. Like this is you're at the very end, you're playing the best guys. You know, he had a, a three set battle, like I said, with with Medvedev. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to go into a semi, you know, a sem- semifinal, then to play Novak, go three sets against Novak, win in the third set, and then go play Medvedev, especially if you've claimed that you're tired as well. Like that, all that yeah. stacked together is like really tough. I think that's what the most that was the most impressive part of the whole finals for me is the ability, um, or is to see like someone like Zverev, who's a young guy. Um, to kind of overcome that adversity, mm. the the long season, the physical exhaustion, and also the tough opponents, because you know obviously you're playing yeah. the top eight guys. So, you, you know what's interesting is, is I think uh, before uh, the semifinals, Vera was asked about the match, and he's like, "Guys, like, come on, it's gonna come down to a few points. I know it, he knows it, yeah, and I'm ready for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just kind of." just hammering down on the point that it's like, listen, we know each other's games. We've played how many times already this season? We're both kind of feeling the pressure, feeling the effects of the whole year. And we both know that no matter what you guys talk about, no matter what we're going to do in the next 48 hours, we know that it's going to come down to a few points. Um, and uh, and Zverev early on had a couple more looks on Novak's serve from the beginning and, uh, and was able to pull through. And I thought he played really well. Um, and then just double down on it with uh, with the Medvedev win. So absolutely, yeah. I, I, I'm also like incredibly impressed by Medvedev. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, solid like solid. obviously, like second in the world, like has been performing well. Like maybe if you look at his, like if you uh, like on paper, it's he should be there. He yeah. should be doing it's what he's shocking. doing. Mm-hmm. But I just find it so impressive because out of anybody on tour. I feel like he's the most consistent in yeah. terms of results. Like he's always in a final or is winning a tournament. Mm-hmm. Like when's the, I, mean, I think he lost the, the masters or he played at ATP. Um, I think it was at ATP 250. Um, he lost or ATP 500. He lost before the par- before Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he lost in like the quarters or, or semis. Um, so that was like the only time, but like other than that, dude, he's been like, He's been there every tournament. every tournament. Yeah. Every tournament. He's just been there all the time. And, you know, you see players like Tsitsipas up and down, right? Uh, so even Zverev, like, somewhat up and down. I mean, Zverev is, I think, up there with Medvedev. But um, a lot of these players just aren't sustaining the type of the high level, you know, that, Zver- that Medvedev is, um, which is cool to see. Because it's kind of like, it's almost like a glimpse, I mean, obviously too early to tell, mm-hmm. but it's almost like a glimpse into that big three. You know, the big three, they were always at the top, always. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it'd, it'd be cool to see Medvedev kind of step up and, and to kind of recreate that, um, you know, in Zverev as well, almost like build a new big three, if that makes sense. Um, which, I don't know, I think that would be kind of neat. So Yeah, I mean, listen, it would, I think, I think... Uh you have like these few guys that we always talk about that are every day getting stronger, every day getting fitter, every day getting more competitive, and every day, most importantly, having more belief that they can overcome yeah. what's left of right. the big three. Right. Do you know what I mean? So I think you will have, eventually, you'll have a handful of guys. And these guys that you know we talk about every week that are going to pull ahead. Right, and are gonna now 
transform their mind into thinking, hey, listen, I can beat these top guys. So, right. Oh, wait. I'm, I mean, I can only lose to these top guys now. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, and you're going to see that kind of mental compounding effect continue yeah. when it comes to uh, the lower-ranked players whenever they have to play them. So right. it's interesting. It's interesting. It's like the same cycles repeating um, just, with, uh, just with some different players. It also feels weird saying big three because it's it's really not big three anymore. No, like I mean, we were talking at about, the moment. At the moment, well, I mean, yeah. okay, um, it's kind. Of, I mean, Fed just mentioned or Fed just wrote um, that he is definitely unable to play Wimbledon, or sorry, definitely no, unable Australian. to play Australian Open, and is potentially going to play Wimbledon, but not looking great. But not looking great. Yeah. I mean, if he's not playing Wimbledon, then what's he going to play? Yeah. Anyway, that's another year after that played just the french i i I mean that is that is that is wild um so that's not that he's kind of out and then Mm -hmm. rafa i haven't even heard from really i think there's a chance the rafa plays um i I don't know what the update is on that situation but um also yeah also out with an injury um so So it's tough it's tough how that injury is going yeah um and well then the wta finals as well um I didn't follow the WTA finals as closely as I followed the ATP finals. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew, you know, Muguruza, obviously she won. Um, she just know. had her, sorry to interrupt, she just had her, I think I saw like a commercial the other day. She, it's like 10 years with Adidas or something. Okay. So, and they got like a bunch of like, uh, a lot of people like, celebrating the fact that she's been with them for 10 years. It was really good, well-done commercial anyway. Continue, sorry. sorry. Oh, you're good. It's my ADD really, rage really, going off. Really good commercial, yeah. Um, no, but it was, it was. I mean, it was interesting to see both the ATP final and the WTA final. Uh, the final was the people from the same group. So they played each other in the group stage and, and then, then played then each the, other in the final, which yeah. was cool to see. Um, um, yeah. You know, she beat Contivate. Um, I think that's how you say her name. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. accents, uh, apologize if I completely butchered that, but, um, and then also be Bedosa. It's, you also have like, you know, the, on the women's side too, like people kind of have been more consistent. Mm-hmm. Bedosa has been, been killing it. Um, Sakari has been killing it. She also, I think lost in the, in the semis. So, um, so all around good stuff, like entertaining matches, um, and you know, big names coming up. Yeah, speaking of women's tennis, we got to talk about probably the biggest story in uh, in women's tennis over the course of the last week or two weeks, I'd yeah. say. Um, I think this story is kind of crazy because it's gotten media attention from not just tennis, but from pretty much every other sport and every other sort of part of the world. Yeah. Um, and uh, you wanna you wanna break it down? Yeah. So um, the people that are living under a rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't know. I, I don't know. About. Yeah. <laughs> you should know. You should know by now. Um, no. So what I'm assuming what you're referring to is the disappearance of Peng Shui. Yeah. Um, well, apparently she's she's all good now, um, according to a very. Um, suspicious <laughs> very suspicious sources um but no so yeah peng shui basically accused is, is a chinese uh you know female tennis player um she accused a 
I believe it was a vice chair. I forget the exact someone name. within the Chinese government. Yeah, just leave it. At I, f- that. I forget I ex- the title. Exactly I forget exactly. I forget the title. But she essentially accused him of um, coercing her into sex, or you know, coercing her into having sex with him mm-hmm. um, at his house. Um, and after the accusation, she wasn't seen by no way by people close to her um in the tennis world and i guess um like close like inter- outside of the tennis world as well in terms of like her personal life mm-hmm. um which started the hashtag uh, that's been going around where is peng shui yep. um which was interesting because like i it was like nothing and then and then suddenly oof. i go on on twitter and it's like it's Tony everything C. it's all i see yeah um which was really surprising because I was like, what, you know, what's go-? like, it was almost like a sh- it was, it was very, it was quite a shock. Um, but yeah, so apparently like, so after she disappeared, then suddenly there's footage of her released by Chinese media Sketch. of her eating dinner with her coach and her, a couple of her friends um, at a restaurant, which like, why, why is you, why are you there? Why are you there? If that's why good. if she's eating, you know, dinner at a restaurant, why are why is the Chinese media camera crew there at a dinner with her co- like it just yeah. seems very odd. Well, it's interesting because I don't want to cut you off, but everybody that's been kind of following this reporting on this that even the 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 the, the the WTA, the ATP, like the, everyone's been talking about this, and the the sort of the most recent information or, or let's say videos that have come out is like not enough. No, you have an uproar from the people saying, you know, well at least she's safe, but you know we're on to you. This yeah. this looks a little bit too. Well, it's just very. It's just very like odd. It's just super odd. Why are you like one? Like we said, why are you recording? Two. It's like they overemphasized the date of when it was yeah. taken, and it was like little things, little details that were just really sketchy. Didn't they and release ca- a video of her at like a tournament or something? Yeah. So then they then so after that, um, so she wasn't seen in public for, for you know however long. I think it was like a few days, and mm. uh, no one you know heard from her. So then that's what caused it. So then there was this video that came out. And then she made this public appearance at this like ter- kids tournament in Beijing. Um, but they were saying that maybe that that was from before. I have no, I I don't honestly maybe yeah. I I don't know. I I personally didn't hear that, but but very well could be. Yeah. Um, so then she made this appearance at this like tournament, at this kids tournament in Beijing, um, and then the chair of the International Olympic Committee. Mm. Um, apparently came out saying that he had a phone call um, or that they, you know, that they had a, a video uh, video call um, with Peng Shui and that she claims that she's safe and she is, you know, she's all good and that she just wants her privacy. privacy. Yeah. To me, it's like, first of all, there was no footage of the call. There, I think I, I read Which a is CNN. odd though, right? Like, why? Why wouldn't there be footage of the call? Well, what I'm confused about is why wouldn't you just have... Like a, a... Why wouldn't you just have Peng Shui on social media or whatever just be like, Hey, hey I'm all good. So like, that, like, that's what I'm... Whatever. That's what I'm confused about because it's like... I mean, 
just because she posted social media doesn't mean that she's okay. First of all. Yes. But that seems like the most logical, like if I were like, let's say she is okay, Mm -hmm. which (laughs) seems like she's not based on like all these different things. It doesn't see, I mean, who knows? I mean, who are we to judge, but it's all very sketchy, but let's say she is okay. If I were Peng Shui, I'll just post on my social media or post on whatever platform, whatever, unless she doesn't have social media and we're just not aware of that, which honestly China, maybe who knows what, but it's gotta be censored. But I get, but also another thing, which is like, I mean, just think about it for someone like, let's just say like she was like private or whatever. It's got to be kind of crazy. Like if, if, if by some miracle she went on some like hiking adventure without her phone and yeah. stuff and then she came back and came to like back to like literally the entire world being like, like where? where are you? Yeah. Um, it, it could be a little overwhelming. Of course. Um, yeah. But let's be real here. All right. This is we're talking about the Chinese government. Yeah. All right. Like everybody, what everybody's picturing on their mind is like her getting like kidnapped in the middle of the night yeah. and then uh, like the world hearing this and then having them be like, okay, here's the deal. None of this happened. This was a dream, yeah. but uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it's scary. The important thing is that, listen, the important thing is, is like, I, I, I'm, I like the fact that, you know, when it comes to the Olympic committee or, or, or ATP or WTA or whatever, like everybody's kind of pressing for more questions and I think that's good. And you know, over time we're going to get more information, but, um, you know, happy that she's safe and that, uh, well, at least that the information that we have now is that she's safe, but who, I mean, who knows what her actual situation right. is. And I guess the only thing we can do is like, just pray that she's, Maybe. that she's yeah. all right. Um, but hopefully the situation kind of clarifies or, or is it becomes kind of clear as time goes on just because, I don't know. There's a lot of questions that still need to be answered. Yeah, exactly. Um, but on a on a brighter note, mm. uh, King Richard. Yes. I I I think we're about to let's do a deep dive. Let's go. Let's go into it. Let's go. You know, full. We both we both watched it. Yep. Um, at this point, I watched it a few days ago. You watched it a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's get into it. Where do you want to start? You uh, seemed like you had a lot to say, I so I'm actually start, very curious I, to hear. Here's about where what I want to start. I want to start by saying that number one, I think we need more of these mainstream tennis movies. Okay, yeah. because tennis is a sport where you have a lot of stories, and you know what I was actually thinking of? I was like, how haven't they done? And I'm sure that they will, but they need to do a story about Novak's. Life. Oh yeah. That has to be done. Yeah. Like, because you think about it and it's like, and, and you see it in this movie. It's like when you grow up in these tough conditions, the likelihood that you come out a champion is significantly higher. Well. If you can make it through. Yeah. It's significantly <laughs> It's higher. significantly lower but Correct. then if you're actually a champion, then you're a much more uh, <clears throat> substantial champion. What I'm if saying that is, makes is sense. if you take a champion, yeah. let's say like <laughs> yes. they're going to okay. say, you're going to be a champion, right? Serena and Venus. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know if Serena and Venus would be Serena and Venus if they didn't go through what they went through. Yes. Growing up. Yes. 
You know, yeah. if you put Serena Williams and Venus Williams in like, like, like growing up in Bel Air and they didn't have a, a father and a mother that were so hands on with them and were so pushy for them to be better and be excellent and strive for excellence. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you have uh, that hunger. I don't know if you have that drive. I mean, we're talking about athletes that would win a grand slam and then tell their coach, all right, now I want to now we got to win fr- like the French. Mm. And the coach is like, what do you, like you just, you just won 30 seconds ago. Like, do you understand? Like that's a yeah. different mindset of a brain. This is the kind of athlete yeah. you're talking about. And I'm, I am 1000% convinced that a big part of that is uh, from the way they grew up because they were, they had to go through, they had to go th- like in order to get the same training, the same like s- normal things as like a twelve-year-old, thirteen-year-old, even younger. I mean, the hoops that they had to jump through compared to maybe some, another tennis player somewhere else in the country. Yeah, I think that that helped them. Well, and that's what and then that was highlighted in the tournament, right? Like even simple scenes like them playing in the rain, um, you know, and it's like. Don't let the ball bounce because the ball is heavy. So take it on the rise and and practice the drive volleys. Yeah, like in his pouring rain, like stuff like that. It just like really shows like they took advantage of or they took whatever opportunity they could get. You know that they, they had to get out onto the court, whereas most people wouldn't. Yeah. Right. Um, and honestly, we should probably preface this with if there are any spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You like, don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't, um, don't click, you know. it, click off right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think what's interesting is like, okay, so you mentioned like striving for excellence, right? And that's what made them champions. I, another, and I found that the movie really highlighted this as well. And I feel like this, this specifically relates to tennis and maybe I'm saying this because that's my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, or this is what I've seen, but I feel like, they're too just because they grew up um or that they came up in the circumstances that they came up in doesn't mean that they're the only ones who are striving for excellence i felt like the movie also highlighted other kind of uh you know tennis families like not deeply but kind of touched on it at least mm. like on the on the surface at where the ju- parents at the, yeah, at yeah. the juniors where parents are striving for excellence. Yes. But the difference is or at least to me what I saw was that one was extremely toxic and was very like so was very we was like no delayed uh, no kind of immediate grab whatever you can we need to win now. Mm-hmm. You know, if there are no results there's no uh, progress, that type of thing, right? Whereas Venus and Serena's situation, and with with Richard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was very, he was not toxic, at least in terms of well, he was toxic in some ways, but he was very. Um, he had a lot of perspective when it came to who they were as people and who they he wanted them to be as people, and that was his focus and priority, and the and he knew that the results would come as a result of that, right? Yeah. Um, which I thought was really interesting. So it was like two approaches to striving for excellence. One was short term, one was long term, um, mm-hmm. and it was. I mean, all the coaches. We need to get them into juniors. We need to get them into these tournaments. We need to sign this Nike deal for three million dollars. Like, nope. 
And they're like, no, you know, yeah. we, that can wait. Let's take our time. They need to get all A's. They need to go to school. They need they to do, do this. They need to, we need to go to Disney World. We yeah. need to go to do. It's like little things like that were so amazing because both are going for the same goal eventually. But the fact that one was so dominated by short-term success yeah. and the other was by process and kind of sticking it through um, was incredible to me. I think... I think the important thing here is the fact that no matter whether it was like beginning of the stage and, 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 you know, Richard Williams was getting, you know, beat up on the court and, and, you know, all the way to the end when Venus was playing the number one player in the world and, you know, had, you know, was close to beating her. Um, Richard never lost sight. And I shouldn't just, we, listen, the movie's called King Richard, but another thing that was, was I mean, I didn't, I knew about it, but I didn't quite know it to the full extent was the mom. how hands-on the mom was. Yeah. Right? 100%. Because when, when uh, only one of them could get the scholarship, right, to play, Venus was yeah. the only one that could get it. Uh, she sat back and helped, <laughs> helped build the greatest women's tennis player of all time. Not just the greatest women's tennis player of all time, but arguably one of the most dominant athletes to yeah. ever yeah. exist. Yeah. Like, period. So, so she was very, very influential in this story. That was actually my favorite scene. Yeah. When they were like, when she she wasn't even feeding balls, they were just doing like footwork stuff. And yeah. she was like, go, 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 go. You yeah. know, and it was like, it was like such a hype. And that's, it was incredible. Um, and even the little things like, I helped change Venus's serve. And then it's like the serve was like a, a dominant part of Venus's game, yep. like little things sprinkled in there, which yep. is so true. Um, no, that 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 part of it was was absolutely incredible. Another thing that I thought was amazing. I mean, this is just a detail about the movie, um, but the fact that they actually had tennis players play. Yeah, you like know, they um, recreated yeah. their games nearly to a T. Yeah. Like Venus's backhand, it's kind of, you know, both of them have this kind of backhand where it's like floating, you know, but they both, they had, I think they had stunt doubles, right? They, um, so I know for a fact that, uh, like in, um, I, don't know, I don't know if it was all scenes or certain scenes, but um, oh, I forgot her name, but she, she played at UCLA. Okay. Um, I'm blanking on the name, but she's, she's, um, uh, Tiafo's girlfriend. Okay. She shot all the uh, tennis scenes. All the tennis scenes for Venus. Yeah. That's at awesome. least uh, at least the older ones. I'm sure. I'm not. I don't know about the younger ones. Right. Yeah. Well, I know. I watched the behind. I kind of watched like the, some of the behind the scenes videos, mm -hmm. and I know that they trained. I don't know the names of the actresses. Mm -hmm. Um. But of the two girls, but I know that they trained them enough so that whatever scenes that they had to shoot, they were like, realistic yeah. enough. Where, you know, they could get away with it, and then they kind of did the face CGI thing, and then yeah. they had the players and yeah. but but just the fact that you actually watched tennis, and it was like real, yeah, made the movie so much better. Oh, for sure, so much better. I mean, it was it was crazy because you actually felt like you were engaged in the in the match. Yeah, it wasn't just like oh, this is a story, and then it's like kind of like this cringy tennis you know, tennis game going on. And then yeah. it's, it kind of takes away from the, takes away from it. I feel like if, if, if they hadn't done that. Um, so that was really cool. Um, what else? Any other takeaways? 
I just, I, I mean, it goes, it just goes to show that like, you just always got to fight for what you believe in, you know, yeah. like that dream that you have, no matter how crazy it is, no matter how much like people don't believe in you. Like, I mean, if you believe in it and if, if, uh, if your loved ones believe in it, that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. You know, he, um, one thing that I actually, that I feel like, if, do, do you have any critiques? Like I, feedback? So there are, there are some, the important thing to realize is there are some creative liberties that were taken. Like what? In the movie by the director. Like, for example, like, like when he was going back uh, with a gun. Oh, yeah. Well, so there, there's some truth to it, I think. I, from my understanding, and I could be wrong, but from my understanding, he went back, but he, he didn't actually witness... Uh, drive-by a drive-by shooting but i think he saw w not that guy but one of the other guys um, yeah one of the other guys that was with them um dead on the right, street on, on the street so so there was like some truth to it but like a bunch of stuff was sort movie, of like, you know? yeah, rick macy is awesome. a beast awesome i love rick and i'm so happy that he you know uh because i also love john Brent, uh, yeah. john Brenthal. so the fact that he played rick macy which i thought was really really well done um yeah and they were the, my favorite thing is when they were doing the when they were talking about the nick thing uh and they were like uh you know, we got an <laughs> offer from nick what at uh, nick uh, bradington and he's like well yeah nick's great and he goes and he goes I just wanted to see what you would say. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like, it was so good. What I was confused about, though, is they trained with Nick Volatari, though. Yeah, they did. They did. So they I'm, did. I'm and, well, and, 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 and Macy. Uh, and Macy. Yeah. No, I know, I know they trained with Macy, but I've, they didn't highlight the, the Nick training at all, the Volatari training. They kind of did. They said, oh, because remember when Nick Macy, um, no, Rick, sorry, when Nick, Rick Macy um, came up to. Um, like drove the car after they went to Disneyland. Yeah, it was like you're seeing and he was coaches like you're seeing coaches back. behind my back. I wonder yeah. if that was kind of a reference to maybe, Nick. Maybe yeah. Um, but he was great. Yeah. And just seeing the pain, like, because the truth is, here's the truth. Ninety nine point nine percent of the times when parents are that involved in a kid's tennis career, doesn't turn out well. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible, and the most frustrating thing as a coach is trying to give actual constructive feedback that is, you know, based on your expertise, right? Or your experience as a, as a tennis player who's been playing for X amount of time and who's been coaching for X amount of time. And then this parent who doesn't know anything about the sport is sitting on the sideline and is telling and correcting whatever you are telling your, your you know, your pupil or your, 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 whoever you're training to do. Yeah. It is one of the most frustrating things in the world. And seeing parents do that, I've seen so many parents do that. It's obnoxious and it's, 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 it takes away from it, you I, know? I love the junior tennis scenes. Yeah. That was so funny. Like, there was like so many good ones and very realistic too. I mean, uh, for sure, like growing up like around our age, but I'm guessing probably the same things were going on during their time. But like, uh, uh, that was out, call it. And then oh, she yeah. goes, that was out. <laughs> <laughs> that was so late. That was so, like beyond late. That was great. That it's was fantastic. Great. What it's I realistic. will, what I will say though, the one thing that I feel like tennis movies still need to get mm. that they haven't yet, 
uh, gotten um, are the celebrations and like the 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 yeah. com- like the the you know when whenever someone wins a point and goes like come on or whatever yeah. or when someone like breaks a racket for example like an opposite reaction they just don't have it's just not it's just, they're not selling it you know yeah it's like it's like the little things it's almost like the way i in the way in my eyes at least it's like mm-hmm. that half a second i'm celebrating half a second before they were celebrating in the movies i think it's, the the ball it's hits also the for dramatic effect I, I know but the ball's hit the back fence yeah, three, bam, 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 it's like hit the back like, and then it's like yes. come on yeah, yes yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the girl's like damn it and it's like throws her racket yeah. and it's like you're so bad, bad. <laughs> you're so bad yeah it's like, you're yeah. so bad yeah and it's just like that that doesn't that doesn't happen yeah you know it's like it's a half a second earlier it's it's you know a little bit more mm-hmm. there's a little bit more anger there i feel like Here's another thing, <clears throat> and I was having this conversation with my younger brother because I called him after I watched the movie, and I was like, listen, you're welcome for everything you've ever accomplished, <laughs> because, because, you know, so, I mean, Serena always talked about this, but, like, she wouldn't be Serena if she if there was yeah. no Venus, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? And even the first tournament she played was, like, secret, and, and you know what I mean? But she always had that person to chase, yeah. you know what I mean? And, uh, and I thought, I, I mean, I don't know if, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure Richard Williams also predicted this, but I don't know if, to what extent, but the fact that he's like, you know, your, your sister will be the number one player in the world, but you're going to be the greatest of all time. I mean, that, maybe that was also dramatic. That's effect, chills. That's just chills. Was it in his 76 page? We needed, uh, does anyone have that the manuscript? The plan? I don't the know. The plan? I don't know. Um, cause that would be insane. Yeah. That would be, that would be, I mean, that is, that is like, that leaves you speechless, yeah. you know, yeah. um, it is my, my favorite, uh, just like knowing the story too, like beforehand mm-hmm. and watching it kind of unfold. Yeah. I almost like, I almost cried a couple times in the movie. I like, well, I too. If you didn't know the story, like there's a bunch of people that are like not into tennis and they're like, Oh, like on HBO, like, or in the theaters, like I'll watch this, like this movie. It's about Serena and Venus. Like. Like the people that don't know the story, like you're blown away. You're like, this is real. Yeah. Like this. It's yeah. like, yeah, no, this is. Real. I was, dude. I was. Bl- I've no. I know the story. Now I was blown you're away. You're still blown. Exactly. I'm, you're still. You're still like this is insane. Well, this is the thing, you know. We, you know, they've made like some progress when it comes to like movies, like mainstream movies and tennis. Like, Shia LaBeouf had that uh, McEnroe, <laughs> yeah, Borg one. Yeah. But like, dude, like they're gonna make. I mean, they haven't made it yet, but, like, you think they're not going to make a movie on, like, Federer and Nadal's rivalry? Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, Well, they'll make a movie. You can make a movie on just their 08 Wimbledon match. Well, what I'm... I don't think they'll make a movie about it. I think they'll make a document. I think there's going to be a series of really interesting and intense documentaries um, similar to, like, the Formula One one. Yes. You know? True. Okay. I don't I don't know if it would be, like, a movie. I could see Djokovic being a movie, but the difference Djokovic is... Djokovic should be a movie. That That's crazy, dude. It should be, but... Djokovic, I feel like Djokovic, the only issue there is he's... Like, it's easy with Williams, like, the Williams sisters, because they're American. And it's so holly... Like, does that make sense? 
like it's, it's easier just, to it's sell. Easier the story. to sell. Yeah. Whereas like, so like movie versions. It just wouldn't be the same to have a western, like to have a to have a, a Hollywood movie about the side about tennis up in Serbia. Come on. Getting bombed by NATO. Come on now, like. Yeah, I mean. I mean, maybe, but I I can't like. But that story's crazy. Though. It's crazy, and it needs no, to be. There crazy. needs to be a movie no, made crazy. of like you know, him like in his like grandfather's like bomb shelter and then like having to go to practice the next day like that i mean that's crazy but anyway i mean yeah dude i think there needs to be more we need we need more like tennis mainstream movies well it's nice because we're seeing we're like like i said like we're seeing the marty fish documentaries out there yeah that's another good one. i haven't seen it but i've, I've heard yeah, I it's saw good. It. it was really good yeah i've heard it was really good um you know and you good have, for him for talking about that stuff yeah so you got because he talked about like mental health stuff right and that yeah, was like the i big, mean he got really personal about really? like all these like struggles that he was having while while uh while on tour and uh i loved it because i mean growing up andy was like my favorite player um and there's good amount of uh stuff on him as well because they were they, they you know andy roddick and marty fisher were like like basically grew up together and they were yeah. like best friend but um so but no it was it was it was really good i feel like but but you have but yeah so you have a few of these documentaries that came out osaka marty fish um i'm sure maybe sh- like the movie with shiloh but that's not a documentary mm-hmm. but and then you have this movie that came out so maybe it's it starts but one thing that i would love to see though i feel like a lot of these documentaries are highlighting like a tennis player's career or like the str- like in Marty Fish's you know uh, case, it's like the struggles that he went through. Or I need yeah. to watch it, so I don't know. Maybe there's more to it, but mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. But um, I would love to see like a documentary that highlights like it doesn't go so deep into like well, it does go deep into the the you know the individual players and whatever they go through, mm-hmm. but like that shows the intensity of the moment. You know what like I'm saying? Of a, like of a of match. A match. Mm. Like I don't think people understand how significant a couple points can be. Like you're saying, it's it's where I've said in the press conference. Like it's we all know it's going to be a a, dis, a few points that decide the match. Yeah, and that's the truth. And it's like it's you know legacy that's on the line. It's money that's on the line. There's so many different things are on the line, you know. Um, and it's a down to a couple points. Like imagine a movie about Novak beating Federer at that Wimbledon 2019, I think, right? Or 2000, what was it? 2000, I think it was 2019. I'm not sure. Anyway, when, he, yeah. when Federer had the match points, two match points, and Djokovic clutched it out. That was at US Open? No, that was Wimbledon. Oh, okay. Anyway, so... Well, it was also, that was also semi-final at the US Open. No, but this was the final. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, like little things like that, like moments like, like those are are insane you know and as a tennis fan you appreciate them but as a regular non (laughs) a regular non-tennis fan right you you don't you don't understand the significance and i feel like it would be cool to have movies or documentaries that highlight that because i feel like it would be it's that that's the entertaining part of the sport you have thin margins like with the borg macron movie i mean they they highlighted you know like a, a bunch of like very like important points in like Wimbledon like finals against each other so like they I mean they do it but like it's also like it's difficult to uh to, to sell it 
it's not because the problem is like, especially when you're gonna like, which unless you have like players actually like playing, you know what I mean. If you have like the zoom in like, and then you zoom in on the other side and it's like, you know what I mean. <laughs> then then it's, it gets kind of boring. Well, like, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Documentaries. Yeah, documentaries. Because if you then have footage like the high quality footage yeah. of the match, and it's like fed into Nadal and it's the actual match, and then you yeah. have like people like, I don't know. That could be. I'm just saying the the, I mean Fed Nadal's rivalry, needs to be a movie by itself. Um, Novak has to. Be Novak's a movie. life needs to be a movie by itself, like mainstream. Yeah. Um, and uh, who would just... who would play Novak? Ooh. Who would play Novak? It's a good question. Because there are like mainstream Hollywood actors who are also like. Tennis fans? Tennis fans, but yeah. also like Eastern European a little bit. You can get the Wolverine to play him. They're good. They're Hugh good Jackman? Friends. Yeah, they're good friends. He's a big tennis fan, big Novak fan. Hugh Jackman we'll would be Hugh a Jackman terrible to Novak. Play Novak. <laughs> yeah, let's get Hugh Jackman. Yeah, we'll get him. We'll get him. We're going to lose some muscle. All right. No. And uh, it'll be fine. We'll get him a little buzz cut, you know? I don't, I'm afraid. Get him like a mole or something. I'm afraid that might, that might not work, but. Um, yeah, have an Australian guy play a, a Serbian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, there surely has to be someone. Maybe you get some. There are plenty of Serbian actors, I'm sure, who look like, who look like Novak. Yeah, I definitely speak like Novak. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we can find somebody. Um, but that would be that would be fun to watch. Yeah, mate. And I'm curious to see how Will Smith does as well with the with the awards and all that, because it's like a legit movie. You oh, know? he should. And, he was so good. So good. Like, what an incredible performance. I know. Like, yeah, he should win, like, 16 Oscars for this movie. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, and it'd be cool to see, like, a tennis movie win some Oscars. Like, yes. be that big. Yes. Be that big. Because this didn't start out as, like, a big movie. <clears throat> Will Smith apparently, like, took this just as, like, because he liked the story. Yeah. This was meant to be, like, a kind of... I think the movie was being kind of pitched as, you know, and it was going to be a good movie, obviously, but not a serious production yeah. and then i think lean lean production yeah, yeah. and then uh, will smith kind of became a producer and you know obviously took a role yeah so which is so hopefully it it kind of does as well as it as people you know have been yeah yeah and hopefully it reaches more and more people that aren't into tennis that don't know anything about tennis that uh, that can ultimately grow the sport, because at the end of the day, if it can do that, it's a good movie. Because you know let's, I mean? let's be honest, like tennis is in a bit of a slump. I feel like. Define it depends on what your definition of slump like, is. Like I feel like people. I feel like there's been less hype around the sport. As of as of late, maybe this is just me, uh, kind of my personal perception, but I feel like there's less hype around the sport. If you look at like little things like clothing brands, like Nike and Adidas, like the, the, the stuff that they're coming out with is not as like, it's just like, I feel like the quality is dropping um, from like from in terms of like tennis equipment, maybe not tennis equipment, like rackets and stuff, but like just, I feel like there's just a, it's kind of going downhill a little bit. Like there's, I went, did I show you that Nike, the Adidas shoe? Mm. Let me show you this. I, I I'm gonna put it on the like, on like the screen. Yeah, I'm gonna put it on the screen. 
Um, this was a shoe. What about our audio listeners that aren't going to be able you're, to see? You're going to have to visit our YouTube channel right. and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of feel bad because this is an Adidas shoe. Um, and we like Adidas. But. You're not a fan of this shoe? No. Oh, where is it? Oh, here it is. Um, I think I've shown you this before. Look at that. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't know if the one Adidas shoe is the. This is the, this this is that, enough. This is enough to say. This is enough to signal the tennis is in a slump right now. I'll I'll meet you at I'll meet you at. <laughs> tennis could grow more. Yeah. I don't know about this shoe is causing. No, tennis no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. To fall apart. I just feel like I I don't know. I the feel like the sport is dead. The sport is dead. Yeah. No. I, I, I just feel like this is a nice kind of, hopefully it, you know, yeah it rates it a little Let's bit. make it mainstream. Yeah. Come on, let's get us mainstream. Honestly, I might be completely wrong. Maybe the numbers show otherwise. Maybe more people are watching tennis than ever, but that's the way it seems to Dude, me. Dude, we're mainstream four times a year. Yeah. At best. We're yeah. mainstream. We're mainstream. No, once a year, twice a year. We're mainstream really four times a year for like five minutes on Sports Center when they go through who won the Grand Slams. But that's in the U.S. That's in the U.S. Though, but but that's but listen. But that's the mainstream. (laughs) That's mainstream. You're talking about like I'm I'm trying to reach like, you know, Hollywood and all the stuff. So well, to be fair though, like you had like stories like Emma Raducanu that like exploded. So maybe tennis isn't so. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, exploded. I mean, yeah. For two seconds. Yeah. And then. Which, which is something. Yes. Anyway, yes. <laughs> let's let's get us mainstream. <laughs> um, but yeah, mate. That's that's about it. All right. That's about it going on. Um, this is the time of the video where we say like, comment, subscribe. Uh, it it means a lot to us. Let's keep the numbers growing. Um, it really fires us up. And uh, yeah, stay healthy, stay happy, and as always, just slap.